just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. The Ogden Music Festival is taking place May 31st through June 2nd at Fort Buenaventura in Ogden, Utah. The lineup includes Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway, Sarah Jaros, Hayes Carl, Salise, Say She She, Las Cafeteras, Pixie and the Partygrass Boys, and so much more. Other activities include on-site camping, workshops, and a jam camp with headlining artists, yoga, and a kids' zone. Kids 16 and under are free. Go to OFOAM.org to book your tickets. Here is what Salt Lake's talking about. Cuffing season is a nickname for the time of year when single Salt Lakers are looking to lock down a steady winter fling. It's cold out there, and you need someone to hold the popcorn while you take off your coat at the movies. Know what I mean? So here are some do's and don'ts, date ideas, and a little advice. It's Thursday, December 21st. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Producer Ivana Martinez, you go on dates. You date. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I date. <laughs> Do you even date, bro? When the days get shorter, winter is coming, as they say. Do you find there's more pressure around dates? Like, do they take a different tone? I think they can, but it really depends on the person, right? Like, there's an expectation around bunkering down in this cuffing season, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that can get to some people, but I think it really depends on the person. Do you feel like there's more pressure around going on dates? Um, I do think fall dating, there's this air of like, I don't know. In the summer, there's less pressure on everything, right? Like, I feel less stress ordering a meal in the summer because I'm like, the days are long. We're young and beautiful. We have nothing but time. And then like all of a sudden, it's dark <laughs> at five o'clock and I'm like, I don't do I want the soup or the mussels? Like, it's too much. Just give me an IV. So I think there's more pressure around everything. I mean, we're literally canning. Like, we're creating pressure. Maybe I'm changing my answer on this because now that you bring that up, I'm like, no, yeah, I think there is. I think there's a lot more expectations around, like, this idyllic dating scenario that you should be going on. Like, I think it feels very hallmarky. Or at least that's what I think about winter dating and like fall dating. Summer is very much like fling season. Mm, Yeah, totally. You can be in a fling with anything in the summer. Like you can have a different favorite color in the summer. It's it's just more carefree. Okay, when we think about going on first dates, it seems like, in my mind at least, I think in a lot of people's minds, you really only have two options. You either get a drink or you get a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Do you have any suggestions for how to alleviate the awkwardness of a first date and or ideas for places to go that are a little more outside the box? Yeah. I mean, when we often think about first dates, they're kind of scary, right? Like you're meeting someone for the first time and often like 
I don't know about you, Allie, but like whenever I'm in public and I'm at a coffee shop and it's so blatantly obvious that the couple next to me is on a first date, I love to eavesdrop. It is one of God's greatest gifts. Yeah. I'm also distracted by their energy because I feel like on a first date, you're either nervous or you're so cynically jaded that you're giving nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Which one are we? Both are like really intense energies to be adjacent to. (laughs) And like it's so obvious when people are on a first date. Oh, 100%. And I think it's daunting when you are that person on that first date. So there are a couple places you can go to try something new, right? Like I think Liberty Park is kind of a great place because you can walk around. I've done a couple dates there, hilariously. You know, you can do like a lap with the person that you're on a date with. And if you're still vibing, go on another lap. Right. And you can maybe grab a coffee so it's a little bit less stereotypical and you're less in the public eye, like everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah, that is nice. I also like that you're side by side because there is something really intense about meeting someone for the first time and sitting directly across from them. Like it is a lot of eye contact. For some people, like, I don't know, not everyone is pathologically just has an easy time opening up. <laughs> like sometimes it's being side by side gives you a little bit of breathing room to to feel more comfortable and settle in. Yeah, and it's also like a public place and not incredibly public where you're like, are people listening into my conversation? Or it's kind of public in the public domain. So I think that's quite nice. Yeah. Another suggestion that's kind of in that same vein is like, I really enjoy a diner moment. And I don't Hmm. think there's anything like more cozy than like sitting in a vinyl booth with a hot cup of coffee and like maybe a slice of pie. And you're just like, we've got until I finish this cup of coffee and like, let's chat. There's, you know, a little flutter in the air and perhaps there's snow (laughs) falling. I'm like, I know that you would love this. I like am ready to eject myself thinking about... (laughs) the anxiety of yes but it also has to do a lot with the person right like because there are different types of first dates right like there's the you're going in blind first date and then there's the I know you and it's our first date and so it's there's still a nervousness to it but it's an excitement so it's less like new stranger you know situation Okay, that's fair. You know what else I like about your idea of a walking first date? I'm sorry, I'm hung up on this. Is that one of the other things about going on dates in Small Lake City that I feel like is prolific is running into other people you've been on dates with. Oh, geez. (laughs) And if you're in motion, it kind of alleviates the awkwardness. Like, you're in motion, you know? But, like, when you sit up at the bar on a date with someone and you turn and the person next to you is someone else you've been on a date with and – Everyone in this city, if you haven't experienced it, you know someone who has. Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of alleviate that possibility, thank God. Okay, yes. But I've also run into quite a lot of people at Liberty Park. So I will say, like, you're never safe from anyone in this city. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that is, you you are in motion. You're like, see ya, gotta go. That's true. That's so true. You can do a low wave. Yeah. Okay, before we move on, what are bad ideas for a first date? Because this, I believe, is under-discussed. Oh, I have so many ideas. Here are a couple of my, like, worst places to be on a first date. Okay. If you're not an outdoorsy person, and this is, like, a disclaimer, like, if you met on a chat where you're like, I love going outdoors, this is not for you. I think the worst place to have a first date is going on a hike. Because while you're getting to know someone and they're like, tell me about yourself. What do you do? What are your hobbies? And you're, if you're like me, 
and you're like blatantly out of breath while you're trying to go like up a 90 degree mountain and you're just like, hold on, let's just look at this view for a second. Mm -hmm. And you're catching your breath and you're like not even focused on the person that you're with. You're like focused more on like breathing and surviving in that moment. I think that's a terrible first date. So don't do that. No, and I would even take it a step further, Yvonne. I couldn't agree more. This is like my one number one no-no. Any kind of sport is an absolute no-no. Any kind of sport, I think, is an absolute no-no. Because either, unless you're both going to be truly terrible at it in the same way, like you're both learning something new together, and still that's a very intense thing to commit to for a first date, one person is going to be better than the other, probably. That's going to be the person who suggested the sport. And it's going to make the other person feel even more insecure than you already do on a date. And if you are a woman and you date men and you are better at the sport, forget a second date. Yeah. (laughs) Forget about it. Forget (laughs) about it. It's not happening. You just skied better. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. You are not going to (laughs) get You're not going to get a call back. No. <laughs> you, we're not recovering from this. Egos are going to be bruised. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I agree. Okay, what else is off the table? I think any date where you're, like, secluded and you don't have control over, like, the situation at hand is terrible, mm. right? Like We're not going for a drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you have to be on pretty comfortable terms to go on a drive with a complete yeah. stranger. Unless, like, you're looking for a Nickmo at the end of the night. But... <laughs> Like, it is a lot of trust. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College. And it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, 
and be one in a class of 19, not 100. What about a third or fourth date? I feel like this is where we can really brainstorm ideas because you're a little more acquainted. The activity can be a little more intimate. Yes. There's a lot more playfulness on a third or a fourth date because this time, like, you figured out whether you like the person and it's more like, let's keep seeing each other. Let's keep hanging out. And, you know, it inspires a bit more playfulness, as I mentioned. I think you could go sledding at, like, Liberty or Sugar House if it's winter. It's kind of fun. Yes. And then you get to see people how they do under pressure because going up those hills while people are coming at you, like, 10 miles per hour, that's intense. That's a lot. I like to see how you do under stress. Sledding is pure joy, and it is like the lowest lift and lowest impact winter sport. Also, some of the hills have bumps, and like there's nothing more fun than taking the jumps. I agree, especially third or fourth date. Again, like you're a little more acquainted. No one excels at sledding. We're all on the same level. And there's a certain <laughs> giddiness to it. Okay, what else? I know I just said no to hiking, but here's a really fun one that I think it's quite cozy. There's a fun little trailhead in Springville called Fifth Water Hot Springs, and it's a little hike to get there, but you can go like dip in these hot springs, and I think they're kind of fun to to do that in the winter. And like I said, this is your third or your fourth date. I mean, the thing about Fifth Water is that you have to hike back. It's pretty long. I think it's like two miles in the winter when the road's closed and you have to hike back probably wet. So like it's got to be someone whose company you're really enjoying because otherwise that can be miserable in the cold. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but then you can like bundle up later and it could be a little cutesy. I don't know. Like I'm here half glass full alley. Okay. Glass half full. Another fun activity that I think you could do on a third or a fourth date is like ice skating at the Gallivan or Mill Creek. I think it could be fun. I I know that you have a certain sentiment against ice skating itself, <laughs> but I think it's kind of fun. You get to feel like you get to just see these like playful sides of people that you normally wouldn't, right? Like falling down, there's nothing more humbling, but also like being able to laugh at yourself on a date is kind of a great situation. I got to tell you, not necessarily my favorite pastime, but the favored visiting Salt Lake winter activity of my mother is to go down to Gallivan Center and watch people ice skating on first dates. <laughs> it is a joy. You could also do that. She absolutely thinks it is the bee's knees. And I think it's probably her Canadian superiority. <laughs> she can skate. But like... She will be laughing so hard that she can't breathe, like watching the couples make their loops because it's so, I mean, there's so many different dynamics at play. It's so cute. You're tripping over kids. Like you've got former hockey players and you've got people that have never been on the ice and it's just, oh my goodness, what a scene. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't want to be that couple there, you could do the opposite and like go watch people fail at skating. And that's also fun too. Find the cynic near you. Now you're cooking with gas, <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> okay, here's a question in terms of vibey places. We talked about how there can sometimes be pressure because people are looking to quote-unquote cuff, which is the term for basically like locking down a lover before the days get colder. 
If you are in a situationship or you are, well, I'm going to be honest. If you're in a situationship, God help you. There's probably no path out. Bless your soul. But if you are starting to date someone and it's going well and all signs point to they have normal communication skills, you want a DTR to find the relationship. <laughs> That's a special date. Where do you want to do it? I think there are two locations that come to mind for me. And one is kind of a bit sincere and the other one's a bit more silly. Let's start with the sincere one. Okay. I think it would be really fun to go to the Draper Aquarium. <laughs> I just think it – I think going to the aquarium would be so nice. Like, I don't know, just walking in there makes you just, like, looking at all the fish. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a fun situation. And also, I don't think a lot of people go to the aquarium, like, especially around this time. You're going to DTR under the U2. <laughs> <laughs> the next time I'm driving on I-15 South and I'm going past the Draper Aquarium and looking at the giant, like – transformer thing from the YouTube music video out there, I'm going to wonder, I wonder if a couple is having the talk under that right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. But like <laughs> when you're having this conversation, like there's so many places you can have it, but you want to have like a conversation where you can actually have a, a chat, right? Like you don't want to be in the middle of a busy bar being like, what are we? Are we yeah, getting a label right. on this? And I think it's kind of nice. So walk around, and if you don't get, you know, your answer, you can maybe go to the gift shop. Hey, girl, I used to be a shark, <laughs> but you've made me a starfish. Please. Did you just make that up? That was that was incredible. <laughs> I'm sick. That's how I got this job. Okay, what else? What about what about? If you want something a little more mm, maybe vibey, go to the Christmas market. What says declare your love in a Hallmark movie than defining the relationship in front of a man who's dressed up as a Santa Claus? <laughs> and you're like, you're like, hey, so um, the holidays are coming up. So what are we? Like, what are we? Where are we headed? What's the situation? And And if you get the answer you want, Hallmark moment. If you don't get the answer you want, girl, go get yourself some coffee and then make your own meat cute happen in that market. There's always opportunity for more. Okay, so we're defining the relationship at the market because it is a marketplace. So if we get rejected, we can keep it moving. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. I, I'm saying keep your options open, baby. And that's yeah. where you're going to do that. Maybe maybe you'll run into someone else who's also having that hard talk. And you know what? Two birds, one stone. Lock it down with another man from Santa's lap. And that's on Earth a kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have some suggestions for this conversation. I think I agree with you so far in all of the ideas you've had for where to quote unquote DTR that they don't involve a lot of drinking. My general sense is like first dates, having a glass of wine or something can kind of loosen you up and can make things a little bit maybe easier if you do drink, if you both do drink. Yeah. But for this kind of a conversation, you don't want to be in too deep because that can really stir the pot emotionally. And so if you end up not hearing what you want to hear, you want to be able to recover well. 
So I do like the idea of like being somewhere, maybe even in a daytime activity. If you're wanting to do something that feels kind of celebratory, you can take a class together, which is fun, right? Ooh, like yeah. Harmon's does cooking classes. Caputo's does cheese classes. They also do wine classes. Or like go take in some art. Like go see a play. Like go to the symphony. Go – you know what I mean? Like, go to the museum. It's a little bit – yeah. Like – I also think not every date has to be about like staring each other in the face. Like part of dating is also figuring out if you can be in silence with someone. And part of dating is figuring out if you can be not so distracted by someone's presence that you can enjoy a third thing with them. <laughs> it's also about figuring out what it's like to just like not be in a situation that isn't about the two of you, but where the two of you are just like spectators so I think like I don't know I really like that I'm not very good at this Ivana like you and I are on opposite ends of this romance spectrum <laughs> it's funny that you say that but I think we value a lot of the same things right like when you're talking about being in someone's presence and like feeling comfortable in silence I think that's a big indicator that you can let your guard down a little bit right like there's something so nice about being in a place that it doesn't matter like what's going on but rather it's, like, who you're with. Yeah. And I think, like, sometimes when we date, we look for commonality and we become obsessed with, like, wanting to be with someone who does all the same things. And that can be a good entry point. But in terms of building a long-term relationship, man, there is a lot of beauty in having different hobbies and not doing every single thing together, right? And, like, that's that's kind of an amazing thing too. I think there is a lot of perspective in that, right? Like dating someone who challenges you to go outside of your comfort zone, that's always like, it's not always comfortable, but there's a lot of things that you gain from that. And I think that's really exciting because you learn about yourself and you like learn about the other person and like what they like to do. Yeah. And it challenges your way of thinking too. Something I've been obsessed with lately is, so there's this Facebook group that I stumbled upon that's really, really new. And it's called Singles Who Fish and Hunt. And it came up because it was posted in another group that I'm in for women anglers. Mm -hmm. But it's like a place where people can post their fish photos <laughs> and not be made fun of. You know what I mean? Like it's like, hey, that Tinder pic of you holding a fish, like it belongs here. Like this is your place, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it's like all like photos of people posting with like either game that they've hunted or fish that they've caught and then a little bit about themselves. And it's like this just kind of Facebook page for dating. But the thing about it that I love so much is that those are two of the quietest activities on earth. Like, yeah, you don't talk when you're mm -hmm. stalking an animal. And like on the river, like you kind of stand far apart from each other if you're like fly fishing and you don't want to be too loud because you'll spook animals, right? Mm -hmm. I like the idea that there are people going on these like almost completely silent first dates. I really adore that. <laughs> and I think it's beautiful and I think about it all the time that is so sweet Allie I know okay the last question I have for you because we've been eternal optimists here talking about 
third and fourth dates and defining the relationship. And that's all good and well, but it happens pretty rarely. At the end of the day, if you're dating, you are going to DTR like every three years probably, you know? (laughs) And like, it's the truth. It's the truth. It it is the truth. I mean, it doesn't happen often. And people wait until the last possible minute to have that conversation because it's frankly... It's terrifying to put yourself out there and to admit that you have feelings for another person and that you want to continue seeing them. Yes. But by the same token, I think it can also be incredibly stressful to say, no, thanks. I didn't feel it. Yeah. I had a good time, but this isn't it for me. How do you do it? Do you have any advice? I think Being honest is always the best advice that I can have with you. I think Mm. open communication, as soon as you know, is incredibly important because I think there's something to be said about leading with kindness on dates, right? Like, and it's a lot to put yourself out there and it's a lot to put yourself in a vulnerable position where you're like admitting to someone else that you like them and you want to spend time with them. And if you're not on the same page about that, that's okay. That happens. More often than not, that is the case. But I think a conversation that consistently gets brought up is like, well, do you just like ghost or do you just like, you know, like how do you ease out of a situation that you don't want to be in anymore? And quite frankly, I think you can just always have the conversation and be polite and say, hey, I had fun getting to know you. I don't think that this is the right fit for me. And doing that with like sincere kindness is is really nice. And sometimes people on the other spectrum of that will be like, okay, I got my answer. Thank you so much. I can now move on. Yeah. I think that's very sage, producer Ivana Martinez. Thank you for your time. Good luck out there. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. You too. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with our Friday News Roundup. Bye.